up, guys? Welcome to the Sync My Music podcast. Hope you guys are all having a fantastic week and you're staying productive and uh, doing some great things in your licensing careers. Uh, this week is going to be a little bit on the shorter side of episodes. Um, I don't have too much time today because I actually just got asked to start producing a full album of tracks for a very high end, um, very lucrative opportunity for a specific client. I'm not allowed to share anything more than that. But uh, it is going to basically start to absorb a big chunk of my coming weeks uh, moving forward. But I do want to make sure that I put out a podcast. I've made a commitment to myself to do it every single week um, to make sure that you guys are always getting um, a new episode at least uh, every every Friday here uh, through my YouTube channel and through the various outlets. But something that came up uh, in the syndicate actually last week when we just wrapped up one of our recent opportunities um, that I think it was important enough for me to make another reminder, kind of a PSA through this podcast episode. For those of you that are new to sync licensing, or maybe those of you that have actually been in the industry for quite a while, maybe you've been partnered with a library for the last couple of years, and this is just something that kind of slipped past you, you never thought about it, maybe uh, it wasn't a big issue, but I hope after this episode, this becomes much more of a focus for yourself. And that topic is quality control for your deliverables, for the assets that you deliver to a library. What are we talking about? Well. Your final mix, of course, your alt mixes, your stems, metadata, um, any other assets, you know, contracts or, you know, uh, signing or filling out schedule A's or attachments to agreements, anything where you have to dot the I's, cross the T's, make sure that you're giving your library partners exactly what they need when they need it. Okay. So in the syndicate, we do licensing opportunities every single month, and for a good chunk of last year, 2019, I had next to no problems with members sending me the deliverables that we need for the libraries that we partner with. So if you guys are not aware, every library you partner with is going to have a different way and a different format of music that they need. The most common format that you'll be asked for in terms of your actual audio files usually is going to be WAVE, and it's usually going to be 24-bit um, 48k. That's been the vast majority of what I've been asked to provide to the various libraries I've worked with. Of course, there's exceptions to that. I've worked with libraries that want AIFs. I've worked with libraries that want 16-bit. I've worked with libraries that are okay with MP3s. So you do need to obviously tailor your deliverables and your final deliveries to the library based on what they want. And if you don't know what they want because you've never had that conversation, Go email them right now and just say, before I send you my e my next um, album or whatever it is you're going to be doing, make sure that you are aware of the finals that they need. Okay, I'm not talking about just shopping to them and submitting maybe a streaming link to your album. That can be an MP3 format and that can be on your website. You're not giving them your finals yet until you're under contract. But once you're under contract and they want those finals, if they didn't tell you, they should probably tell you. But if they didn't, ask them exactly what they need from you, okay? So we do these opportunities in the syndicate and most of the time I have no problems with the, you know, the tracks that I get, the deliverables. Um, but in the last opportunity we got, it seemed like almost every producer, not every single one, a few of them gave me exactly how we needed it. But a lot, I'd say 70% of the um, producers that made it onto the album, I think we ended up having 15 tracks in the album. A lot of them, most of them had big problems, big errors with their tracks. Some tracks were 16-bit when they needed to be 24, and those specifics were laid out in the syndicate, okay? Some tracks, uh, we, we ask for sort of cut-downs of these, of these um, tracks that make it onto the album, so we'll need like a 15, a 30, a 60-second, et cetera, et cetera. 
And some tracks at the end of the 60 second version, there'd be like a crackling sound, some, some big pop or something happened in the mix. And this producer didn't go back and listen to that and make sure that that wasn't there. Or another producer at the end of all of his 15, 30 and 60s, the track ended like right at 14 seconds, but it faded out so quickly that it felt like such such a forced fade out. It didn't feel like a natural fade out. Now, you do have to probably fade out your tracks a little bit quicker for those 15, 30 and 60 second mixes, but not to the point where it's like and everything just is completely, you know, if there's a little bit of a chord ringing out. Give us like a second or two of that. You can fade it out a little quicker than your full mix, but we do need to feel like there's some sort of a natural fade out to the track if there is one there, okay? So, you know, these common sense things that if um, if these producers had done just one simple thing, two things would have happened. One, they would have made my life much easier. And even though, you know, I do act as the distribution arm for the syndicate to get these tracks into the the uh, the, the industry, it's not about me. Um, obviously, I don't like to do more work than I really have to, and especially when it's something that could have been avoided. But it's really a great great lesson for the syndicate members to make sure that when they send these kind of tracks to, let's say, a direct library that they partner with, they don't want to be the producer causing problems. And if you're listening to this podcast right now, you do not want to be that producer that causes problems for the libraries that you partner with, okay? You want to be the producer that solves problems, that provides the solutions, that provides the answers, that gets them, the, gets them those uh, deliverables, those assets in exactly the format that they need, exactly, you know, hopefully well before the deadline that they gave it to you, okay? And if you need to fill out metadata or supply anything else to them, you want to be the one that they just have confidence when they get that email and they open it up from you, they know, this producer's got it. They always get it right, and I know that they're, I'm not going to have to go back and forth with them a million times to get things right, okay? Don't make your libraries do your homework for you. That's really what you should be taking away from this, okay? The quality control process that is um, that I really want to make sure I stress in this episode is really this sort of very fundamental, easy thing to do. It takes just a few minutes to do it. But so many producers fail to do it because honestly, I think it could be a lack of awareness, but I think most of it's just laziness. I think by the time that you finish that track, you've printed those stems, you've printed those alt mixes, you've done the metadata. I get it. Your brain can be just fried from all that sort of repetitive kind of, you know, not very creative stuff that you're doing there. It's kind of very, um, it's analytical and um, it's very just routine, um, it kind of like procedural, right? It's not very exciting to do that kind of stuff. It's sort of the, the stuff we just have to do, the heavy lifting, the real work sometimes that it feels um, that we have to do in this business. But if you're not taking just a few extra minutes to open up all those files you just bounced and listen through them, and I, I mean literally, you know, if it's a 15, 30, uh, 60, drum and bass, no leads, full mix, sting, all the different alt mixes, definitely listen through those making sure they sound as good as you want them to sound. There's no clicks or pops. You don't have any sort of awkward beginning or a quick fade out or something that happens at the very end of the track that you weren't aware of, okay? Making sure, double checking, did you actually create the WAV files if they needed to be WAV? Is it 48K? Is it 24-bit? Or what is the actual uh, specifications that were being asked of you of the library? Just taking a few minutes, the double checking on that stuff will absolutely not only prevent you from becoming the problem, you know, producer with the library you're working with, but it'll also speed up your process of becoming the inner circle producer that the library will send secretive opportunities to. Now, what do I mean by secretive? Well, I actually had um, a producer that I recently talked to, uh, and I think I interviewed and put it on my channel, who who told me that 
started off obviously submitting to a library was kind of a newcomer just kind of sort of earning his stripes and proving himself to this library within a couple of months because he always delivered exactly what they needed always gave it to him on by their deadline over delivered never had problems with his deliverables because of that he's now being sent opportunities that the library is not sending to all of the other writers and that definitely happens if you don't think that happens it might be because you're on the outside not getting those opportunities Libraries definitely have their favorites, okay? We are human beings, and of course, if we are working with certain producers that give us high-quality music and in the format that we need it and we don't have to pull teeth with them, we know there's not going to be any problems working with them, that's who we want to send these opportunities to because they're going to get the job done quickly and they're going to make our lives a lot easier because they're doing their homework and their due diligence, right? You know, with this quality control thing, nobody cares. I got to stress this. Nobody cares more about your licensing career or your life or your music career or anything more than you do okay i know that a library will be your partner in this and they're going to help you get those placements and build up your catalog but they have their own families their own mortgages their own lights that they have to keep on in their offices okay they look out for themselves first before you okay so if you're coming to the table not doing your own quality control, not even caring enough about your career to do this basic bare minimum level of making sure you're delivering what they need and just kind of going, well, if they find something wrong, they'll take care of it. It shows such a lack of respect for yourself, such a lack of care for your own career. You get one life, you get one career, you get really one shot at this. Isn't it worth five minutes of listening through your mixes and just double checking things? So right now, at the end of this podcast, what I want you to make sure you do is just implement, start implementing some sort of a quality control process in your workflow, okay? So I don't care how you do it or what time you do it. If you feel like at the end of burning all those alt mixes, uh, bouncing them all rather, doing the metadata, if your brain is fried and you just can't be objective or really listen to your music or your track anymore because you've been hearing it for hours and hours, Walk outside, go take a break, go listen to something else, go take a nap. I don't care what you have to do. Go rest your brain, but come back and before you hit send, before you send it up to SoundCloud or WeTransfer or however you're getting your tracks over to your library partners or anybody you're sending your music to, five minutes, that's all it takes. Five minute quality control. Listen to the tracks, make sure the the format's in the right place and just do a little bit extra. This is like that 10% extra effort. I've made videos about this in the past where if you're gonna go out into your yard and do some weeding, um, you know, the lazy gardener just sees the top of the leaves of the weed and just pulls those out and puts them in a bucket and walks back inside. The smart gardener will take that extra 10% and maybe softly dig a little bit into the root, pull up sometimes you have to pull it even more gently than you really think you do to get the root of that weed out of there so that it doesn't just grow back in just a week or two. The lazy gardener, yeah, they spent less time doing it because they were just grabbing things really quickly and just throwing in the bucket. Okay, job's done. You don't want to be that lazy gardener. And that's what you're doing when you just send your music without double checking your stuff. Okay, so I'm not asking you to double the time of producing your track or double the time you spend on this kind of stuff. This is a couple of extra minutes. But I'm telling you guys right now that even though thousands and thousands of producers are learning about this industry, getting started in it, discovering how to succeed in it that does not mean that a thousand that thousands and thousands of producers are going to succeed with this so again don't worry about oversaturation don't worry about there's too many people because even everybody i can guarantee you even all of you listening to this podcast watching this video right now 
Very few of you will even start doing this. And I don't know why that is. And I, I definitely don't put it on myself to think that I'm somehow a failure as an educator or as a motivator or something like that, because I'm being as clear and direct and I'm making as big as noise as I possibly can about this very, very important thing. It's just what it is. Most people, even when confronted with some really good wisdom, some really great common sense um, ideas for how to stack the odds of success in their, their corner, even with all this stuff in their hands, they're just not doing it. They're just not going to do it because most people want the quick fix. They want the quick results. They're not interested in spending an extra five minutes to do this kind of stuff. Or they don't even take the second thought to maybe just right now on a post-it note, write that down. Quality control, double check your files, whatever you want to put, post it right on your screen on the upper right-hand corner, right next to where that file bounce would be. So every time you go up there to click bounce, this little subconscious reminder uh, or direct reminder is flashing at you. Double check that before you send it off to somebody or somehow putting a reminder in your email um, you know, system or just texting yourself some sort of a daily reminder. Always double check your bounces. Something simple like that because you will forget. There'll be a time where you're just excited. You have a, you know, a crunch, a sort of a deadline where you got to get the stuff done and you'll forget to double check stuff. And that might be the time where Things didn't fall in the right format. You didn't get the right timing done. Something weird happened in the process of you creating those finals for them. So hang your head high if you're those if you're one of those producers that takes us seriously enough to remember to do this, to build in some sort of a reminder system. But of course, most importantly, it's better than knowing about this and even reminding yourself about it. You got to execute. You got to have to actually do the quality control. Okay. So I just, you know, it, it obviously is something for me as an educator, as somebody, especially with the syndicate, I'm not doing you guys any favors by accepting your music with all these problems and just fixing them all and just going, I ah, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. That doesn't do you any favors because you might not be knowing that, you know, and this is obviously meant to be a little bit of tough love for those of you that are in the syndicate that I'm not setting you up for success by just letting you get away with these kind of poor you know, kind of lazy, cutting corner sort of behavior. So you're not going to be set up for success if you do that. So that's why I always really push back on this and hold you guys to high standards. And the syndicate is obviously a very high standard group. Um, it is where I'm giving my, you know, most of my time and attention to uh, my students. And so I also expect those of you that are in the syndicate to have your standards raised as well, that you hold for yourselves, that you treat yourself seriously, you treat your music seriously and your career seriously enough to quality control this stuff before you send it off to your um, your library partners, okay? So with that said, guys, as I said, this is a fairly short um, um, uh, episode. I got to get back to work. I've got a lot of great stuff that I'm going to put together. And I think I'm going to probably create some sort of series of tutorials uh, as I create this next album. I have to be obviously kind of careful with it. When you work with exclusive libraries, they do not want that music you're creating for them to be out there circulating on the internet. So I got to figure out a way to maybe do it. It might just be a Sync Academy only Tutorial series, tutorial series that I put together, but I want to have some sort of a complete A to Z walkthrough of how I'm putting together this entire album, how I'm using templates, to, you know, these sort of pre-made sessions within my Logic Pro um, program that already have all the built-in sounds that I need, how I'm using reference tracks to follow along with it. So basically it's showing you guys everything that I teach you in Sync Academy or in the Syndicate, all of this stuff comes from what I actually do in this business every single day when I get these opportunities. And this is one um, that I feel like it's been a while since I put out some of my own sort of music producing tutorials. So I'm going to try to structure that, figure out a way to do it, um, and let you guys sort of peek behind the curtain at my process. So stay tuned for that. I'll definitely let you guys know what I got uh, when I got it. So until then, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the Sync My Music podcast. 
If you enjoyed the show and want me to do more episodes, all that I ask is that you leave me a review on whatever platform or app that you're listening to. It just takes a few seconds. I'll never charge for this podcast and I want to keep it 100% ad-free. And your review right now will help me do just that. Thank you so much. Thank you.